welcome to Tiny Voice Talks with me, Toria Bono. And today, Tiny Voice is talking about Empathy Day 2022. And I am joined again by Miranda McKinney, MBE. So welcome, Miranda. And how are you? Oh, it's lovely to be here. Thank you, Toria. Oh, I love having you on here. It just, I don't know, just always makes me feel so lovely and sunny whenever I'm chatting to you. Well, it's mutual. (laughs) So for anyone that hasn't come across Miranda McKinney yet or hasn't heard the uh, original Empathy Day podcast with you, who is Miranda McKinney? Gosh, I sometimes wonder about that. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Empathy Day, in relation to Empathy Day, I'm one of the founders Um, There are five of us. Um, We founded Empathy Lab, which is the organisation that started Empathy Day in 2014. Um, And from my point of view, I thought I was retiring from the previous charity that I founded called The Reading Agency, Mm -hmm. which people might know from the Summer Reading Challenge. Um, But I was absolutely fascinated by the research showing that reading is empathy building and Empathy Lab has emerged from that. Wow. Yeah, you you do so much. You know, anyone that has ever listened to, you know, your life story per se will just be like, oh my goodness, she's done this and this and this and this. I remember interviewing you last year and just being astounded by how much you have done in the years that you have been on earth. It's quite Mm -hmm. something. That's a nice thought. (laughs) So I just want to touch on something you mentioned there, which is reading is linked to empathy, empathy linked to reading and the research behind that. For anyone that hasn't heard the um, episode that I did with you about this last year, what do you mean by that? Oh, it's so cool. There are actually two aspects of research that um, our work is founded on and therefore Empathy Day. And and we, in our early days when we were working out what to do, we worked closely and still work closely with academics in various universities to be sure we'd really understood the research. So so the first, which some people um, are quite surprised by, is that empathy is learnable and that we're not just born with a fixed quantity. Mm. In fact, we're not born with very much. Only 10% of our empathic ability is genetic and the rest is learnable. Um, So that's I find that very challenging and very inspiring because it basically means we can all work to become more empathetic at any point Mm. in our lives. And and the reading bit is that um, neuroscientists and psychologists are finding out more and more about what happens in our brains when we read. And basically, in a nutshell, it's quite complicated, but in a nutshell, um, when you read a story, lots of different areas of your brain light up more than when you're reading about facts. And that whole process makes reading feel very real. So when you read about a character and their feelings, that feels incredibly real. And scientists talk about it as a simulation of the social world. And obviously, from a children's point of view, that's absolutely amazing because it means they can learn about other people and widen their world horizons using a tool that's ubiquitous in education and society and free in libraries. It's amazing. It really is. And I remember that we talked about grief 
and children being able to empathize with grief, even Mm. if they hadn't experienced it themselves, which actually prepared them for life, really. Yes. And and at the moment, lots of people thinking about how we empathize with refugee experience. Yes, of course. So many amazing books now about the refugee experience. Mm. So empathy, I've got to say, it still blows me away when I hear that statistic that actually only 10% of our empathy is genetic. That's, that's frightening because it's like, actually, we have a duty as educators, therefore, to really, you know, up that empath- empathetic, empathetic skill for children, really. Empathic? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting confused with my words there, Miranda. But we, we have a duty to develop that skill. Absolutely. And, and I think, um, you know, the psychologists we work with stress the importance, of course, which is obvious, of helping children develop their social and emotional skills. Mm. And empathy is absolutely pivotal within those. Um, and so often it's a bolt on. Yes. And using books and authors means it's not because literacy and literature are part of the education scene anyway. So you can get a kind of double win. And the educators we work with say what a difference it makes to know that and to consciously focus on building empathy skills as you're using books and book talk. Mm. Yeah, because as edu- you know, as educators, we have so much that we have to fit into our day that often things do you do think, oh my goodness, not another thing. But actually, this isn't another thing. This is perfectly part of something that we already have in existence. We just need to know more about it, which is why Empathy Lab is in existence to help us, really. Exactly. <laughs> On the nail. <laughs> so Let's talk about Empathy Day and how that came about. Yeah, it was it was really just an idea. We um all our programs we've we've developed in partnership with sort of practitioners at grassroots and for two or three years we worked with 11 primary schools in England on applying what what would if you took this research seriously what were the implications and what would that look like in reality and there's a report on our website finding really encouraging results and those schools we you know when we were talking we used to meet quite regularly we all said oh well why don't we have a day at the end of the towards the end of the academic year where everybody just does the same and we share and we see you know, we just, it's a kind of celebration and a marking mm. of the work done. So we just tried that. Um, and it's really, really taken off from there. We had 75 schools in our first year, which was 2017. And last year we had approaching 1700 schools. Wow. And we're really hoping to grow it year on year. It's amazing. Absolutely brilliant. So I very much took part in Empathy Day last year with my class. Um, For anyone that hasn't heard about it or or knows what to experience, what sort of things, um, you know, went on in Empathy Day 2021, Miranda? So we did all sorts of things. Every year we... You did? Yes. Every year we experiment (laughs) and... um, 
you know, all sorts of things come out of how can we make this really creative and really engaging. So we did, on the day itself, we now have a fairly permanent fixture of an online festival that can be with authors and illustrators playing a very, very different role because they're modelling empathy, talking about the word, the concept, and then doing really creative empathy exercises Mm. like empathy walks. Um, So they do that online and all their lovely films can be watched afterwards as well. They're still available on our website. And we launched it all with Cresta Cal, the Children's mm-hmm. Laureate, which was really cool. So there's a festival and then there, there was a series of activities for people to join in with themed under Read, Connect and Act. And mm-hmm. the day ended and will again this year with empathy re- asking everybody to make an empathy resolution and maybe to put that on a poster and put it in their windows or share it online or whatever, because there's no point learning about empathy unless you're actually going to change your behaviour and become more yes. empathetic. And a resolution is is one way of doing that. And um, last year we we experimented with extending it um, with Michael Rosen, who did a, a kind of empathy check in in November, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. saying. So how is everybody getting on with their empathy resolutions? And that was lovely. And some of the resolutions are just so quietly wonderful. Honestly, children, they're just so great. So the one Mm. one I loved was um, my empathy resolution is not to judge someone before I've got to know them better. Wow. And I just thought about, how often I still slip into making judgments about people yes, from all sorts of superficial, silly things. And I just thought how amazing it would be if we all could make those small steps mm. and really think about how to become less judgmental and more empathetic. Absolutely. I know you know, as a teacher myself with my little year four class, some of the Empathy Day resolutions they came up with just touched my heart. They really did. And they loved everything that went on that day. They they really did. So you said that you extended it forward last year with that check-in with Michael Rosen. But I know that you've decided to actually step it backwards as such. So extend it so it starts earlier, which is a fabulous idea, in my opinion. Yes, it's, I mean, obviously every day should be Empathy Day. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Um, And Empathy Day is only part of a a sort of year-round programme where we're working with schools all year round and we have an annual book collection every January. Um, But we've, we've been thinking hard about using the kind of momentum that a day can bring, um, because it obviously people are used to kind of national days and we want to harness the power that can bring. But this year we've decided to um, start much earlier in May and run through from early May right through half term up to June the 9th. And we've 
um, created a new thing, which it's going to be really interesting to see how we get on with. And we'd really like to know what schools think of it. So the theme this year is empathy, our human superpower. Mm. And we're very much um, stressing the way that empathy can make us the sort of best version of ourselves that we can Mm be. And what a, a remarkable human quality it is. Barack Obama calls it a quality of character that can change the world. Wow. And it, it feels like, my God, we need that right now. Yeah. And so it's a superpower challenge with nine activities to boost our superpower um, based on that research that, you know, with practice, empathy grows like muscle. We can develop it at any point in our lives. So, Under those headings, read, connect and act, there are three activities for each of those. And you get a downloadable digital badge if you do three. And if you manage to do all nine, you get a certificate signed by Michael Rosen. And we want families to do the challenges and um, maybe classes, maybe whole schools. We've got a big new... Um, scheme with publishers called Empathy Builders with 45 children's publishers and they're going to do the challenge in the workplace and Mm -hmm. kind of model what that looks like so just to give um, perhaps a couple of examples the we always have as part of Empathy Day a massive sort of crowdsourced digital sharing of people's ideas for Read for Empathy books Mm -hmm. Um, because if the research shows reading is empathy building, then and people want loads of ideas for books, then sharing ideas online is great. So yeah. this year we're doing it as a power pose, and part of the festival <laughs> have these authors doing their power poses with their recommended books, and it's such fun and so cool. And you mm. can do that as a whole class. Um, I'm hoping somebody I'm talking to is going to go up on their roof terrace and do it with all their staff. So it's just making book recommendation fun and physical. So that's one of the activities. Um, We're holding on to the Empathy Walks one. Mm -hmm. Um, We're we're holding on to the Empathy Glasses where you um, children make empathy glasses to really think about things through somebody else's point of view and yeah. the author and illustrator Jen Carnes designed us this absolutely stonking pair of super x-ray power glasses yes they're phenomenal I absolutely love them I can't wait to sort of they're um, great aren't yes. they so oh, they're wonderful so the idea is that you know yes empathy is a, is the most serious possible topic and a key life skill but we can make it really fun and really creative to learn about it. And I think that's absolutely vital because actually it is a a really important life skill, but one that is incredibly complex to teach to children and we need ways in. And what you've done with Empathy Lab, you know, and through all of the great things you're doing for Empathy Day is actually create ways in for educators to really unpick empathy with children, which I think is phenomenal. Mm, Thank you. Yes, it's it's a kind of evolving thing, but we are very passionate about it and Mm. it does seem to be working. 
Absolutely. Now, you've touched on books, rather important if we're developing empathy through reading. And you mentioned the book collection that you bring out in January every year. So for anyone that's not sure how to access this or what this book collection is or looks like, how do they um, get get hold of it? Yes. So we... um... This year we've had a, a kind of development with our book list because we're doing mm. a lot of work in Wales where empathy appears in the curriculum 35 times. Mm. We've introduced a bilingual um, Welsh collection with books available both in Welsh and English. So that's wow. on top of um, a primary and a secondary collection which together cover 60 books for four to 16-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And you can there are guides to the primary, secondary and the Welsh lists on our website, which is www.empathylab.uk. You can just download mm-hmm. the guides. Perfect, because I think that's so important. Everyone likes a good book to get hold of and, and connect with. So let's go back to Empathy Day. We've got the run-up. We've got the great things that we're doing in the run-up. But if I'm an educator that's never actually done Empathy Day before how do I know what to plan how to plan how to tell people in my school etc have you got like something that will help me yes so there are two key things we're suggesting people do the first is um, if people are able we're running a pre-empathy day training session CPD over uh, online over two half days on May the 17th and 18th and that Um, We get such great feedback from that because it equips teachers and um, staff from other organisations like public library staff with the research and the kind of knowledge about what empathy is, because it's quite technical how it works Mm. in humans. And then loads and loads of information about how books build it and lots of time to plan empathy day and the creative activities. So that's for anybody that is able to come on the training, that's you know, we really, really welcome people on that. And then there are toolkits, which um, we pour our lifeblood into. So <laughs> there are toolkits um, for early years settings, primary and secondary schools and public libraries. And all people need to do to get that there free is join our mailing list. And if you just go to the homepage on our website, um, there's you just subscribe to the newsletter and it takes you to the toolkits and they have everything you need um, to plan for empathy day sounds fabulous it really does and you know i know having taken part in it and i'm really excited about this year that actually it really does develop the children's understanding within the classroom but not just that day and i think that's what the bit that i would really stress for any educators out there you know it really does equip to actually continue to have those conversations which i know miranda is what you want us to be having Absolutely. And um, I should have mentioned the kind of learning events that we've incorporated into Mm. this run-up period because uh, we're doing an early years webinar, lots of interest in how young can you develop young people's empathy. Um, So we've got some really expert speakers and the amazing author-illustrator Nadia Shireen, that's on um, May the 12th. Mm -hmm. people can book on Eventbrite. And then we every year we have um, a really great 
kind of cutting edge debate where we bring together authors and psychologists Mm. and that we're doing in the run-up this year because we thought actually it might be more helpful for people to hear that before. So that's um, early evening, May the 25th, and we've got Lem Sisse and Catherine Rundle and Manjeet Mann and um, our psychology partner from the University of Sussex, who's the most gorgeous man, Professor Robin Banerjee. Mm-hmm. So anybody, you know, really wanting to wrap their heads round the, the science of empathy and how books build it, that event is kind of pretty unmissable. I'm so pleased that you're putting it in the run-up. I really am. Because I remember last year watching it, um, you know, on the day and, and just thinking, oh, I wish I'd known all of this beforehand. It was really interesting having, you know, I think it'd be great to have it in that run-up. Yeah, I hope it works. It's it's part of the experiment. We're a lab, so we're always trying things mm. out. But yeah, um, and Tori, you're such a darling because you will help us spread the word about it. So thank oh, you. I shall. And you know, for the people listening to this, this isn't the only Empathy Day podcast that we're doing. Um, I've also got the wonderful A M Dasu coming on. Um, so do listen out for um, a great chat with her about empathy and you know, an author's point of view with how they incorporate that empathy into their books and and how they approach that. And also a fabulous educator who will be telling me how they have approached Empathy Day in their school and why it works so well. So do listen out for those podcasts, which are coming up very soon across the month of May. Miranda, I'm so grateful to you for coming on and giving up your time to chat again about Empathy Day. I think it's such an important thing for us to incorporate as educators. Oh, thank you, Toria. And I'd really love to hear how your class get on. Do you think the class might do it as a, the whole class might do the superpower challenge? That would be so cool. <laughs> oh, why not? I that, that would, they do like a bit of a, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do the superpower challenge and they do love a bit of a power pose. So, you know, we'll definitely. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> they, yeah. But I think it's a really interesting one, but I, because I love books so much because I love reading because I really do believe in what in interestingly since our original talk I've really considered the power of empathy with reading and how it's incorporated I've I've bored so many people actually with the information it's quite funny other educators going oh did you know but actually it's I I feel it's changed my teaching and children then really have begun to use books in slightly different ways in my classroom. So thank you for that. So grateful. Ooh, that's that's really interesting to hear. Let's um, keep talking about it. Well, that's why I keep bringing you on, Miranda. It's purely selfish from my point of view. It just, you know, it, it really helps and improves my teaching, just chatting to you. Oh, bless you. Thank you, Toria. Now, I know I asked you this question last time, which you've probably forgotten. I haven't reminded you this time, but I never let anyone disappear before I ask them my final question, which is this. If you could have been taught by anyone, living or dead, who would have been your perfect teacher? Now, you had an answer last time, which you've possibly forgotten. Gosh, I really have. What I, did I good. Say? I'm not going <laughs> to remind you because I want to know what your answer for 2022 would be. Who would have been your perfect teacher? see putting you on the spot haven't reminded our listeners of this question just throwing it out there yeah 
I don't know. When I um, I did a sort of postgraduate thing in Renaissance art, mm. and I do think the painters have such a very interesting way of looking at the world. Yes. So maybe I would have liked to have been taught by Rembrandt. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I have never, ever, ever had a painter mentioned on this podcast uh, before as a potential teacher. And I think that's a great way because it is about having that different view of the world. Yeah, and it sort of ties in with empathy, doesn't it? It's kind totally. of reflecting and looking deeply at things. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Miranda, thank you so much for coming on again. And I look forward to our next chat in 2023. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. And again, listeners, do listen out for the other Empathy Day podcasts that I'll be releasing the episodes. And also when you look in the show notes, you'll be able to see all of those links that Miranda has talked about. So thank you again, Miranda. And thank you listeners for tuning in.